my name is Eric, and I welcome you to our Black Gay Diaspora podcast, where we, as LGBTQ plus citizens, come together to inspire and educate each other on who we are and our respective countries and professions. Through topics and guest interviews, our Black Gay Diaspora podcast celebrates individuals making a difference. Loving who we love is not a choice. Being who we're meant to be can be. We are here. You are welcome. We are community. This is one of those interviews where I wish I was in the same room as my esteemed guest, Racine Pendarvis, who is known as the High Priestess of Love, the Queen of the Shameless Plug. I love that. (laughs) The Empress of Pride, another great title, and the Goddess of D.C., Racine is an event host, community advocate, and lifelong Washingtonian, apologies for my not correctly saying that, hailing from the United States capital of D.C., for those of you who are outside of the U.S. Since the 1980s, Racine has received many honors, which include Capital Pride Hero in 2016, being a finalist in the Mayor's Arts Awards for Excellence in the Humanities in 2017, and being named Local Hero by the Washington Blade in 2021. Racine has earned the monikers I previously mentioned, all earned because of being an inspirational speaker, tireless advocate for the community, a disseminator of information, and as the host of many LGBTQ Pride events. Without further ado, greetings and welcome. Greetings and salutations as well. (laughs) Yes, yes. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, I just have to say, if you hear the ambiance of seagulls in the background, it's not me, it's them. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, they decided to start singing or whatever they're doing out there. (laughs) Well, that's a good thing. Birds chirping. A wonderful experience. Yes, yes, very much so. I hadn't mentioned it before, but I have family in Bowie, Maryland. I know that's not too far from you. It's not too far. So we're at the beginning of the week. How's your week so far? Wonderful. Every day I get up is the the gift. (laughs) Very true, huh? (laughs) You know, this is the second time that we are connecting, at least on camera. And I have to say this, the last time and this time, what I really pick up on is your joy, which I describe it as being infectious. And just want to ask you, Where do you get that joy from? Where does that come from? Based upon my spirituality, the God of my understanding, Mm -hmm. and and the joy of life, and the joy of living, and the joy of family, the joy of fellowship, the joy of community. So all those things are the things that contribute to my joy. It sounds like you may have some examples in your lives that help you to be the light that you are for so many people. Yes, I do. I think it is. It's because of a strong foundation. It's because of a wonderful upbringing. My father died early, but my mother was the rock, the foundation on which I stand. And because of her strength, because of her dedication, because of her work, and because of the things she did and how she poured into me, I pour into others. Mm, Okay. Now, I know you're a D.C. native. Have you lived your whole life in D.C.? Born and raised. I was born at at Freeman's Hospital, which is now on the campus of Howard University. 
at that time that was the colored hospital. So, so I am dating myself, but that's a good thing. <laughs> that means I'm an elder. <laughs> yeah, and you hold the history that we still need to know about. Which is a wonderful thing. I first found out about you around this time last year when you reached out to me to be interviewed by Krilios. And one of the things that really impressed me right away was that from the sound check and from Krilios's interview and from everyone, it was just very, very professional. And saying that, can you share about Team Racine? What a joy, what an honor, what a gift Team Racine is. Zara, our production manager, Nikki, our booking agent. Krilios, who is our one of our wonderful co-hosts and who is an amazing light and, and so many others who have come aboard. We reach across the board, across all genres, all genders. You know, I think it's a wonderful thing to have an ability to make sure that team racing is just not about me. It's about community. So I'm really grateful. And it's forever growing. And if you want to find out more about it, please go to racine.com, R-A-Y-C-E-E-N.com. That's why I'm the queen of the shameless plugs. <laughs> <laughs> I need to take that example for myself. <laughs> Bam, get you some. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, and also the YouTube channel, because that was one thing that stood out to me when Krilios or the team reached out to me initially, and I went on to the YouTube channel the diversity of guests in the political arena and the entertainment arena and activism. And so initially I was like, oh, who am I? Because <laughs> these are some <laughs> heavy hitters here. But I do like that diversity and the fact that you do reach out and you make sure that everyone is known and celebrated. You have to bring everyone together. We're all part of what makes this world so wonderful, so amazing. It's diversity. Mm -hmm. And it's important that it's not about just one group of people. It's about everyone. And everyone should have a voice and we should bring people together. So I'm so grateful that Team Racine has grown to what it is today and ever growing and ever changing and ever being whatever it is meant to be. And it's a part of the vision, the vision that our team had. And it makes me feel so wonderful to see that I'm a part of this wonderful vision, that it's a great experience. I grow as we grow. Mm. With you being at the helm of it, seems like that that really fosters a gift of being a really good delegate. I would say being a team player. I have to be a team player. I have to understand it's just not about me listening to each other and making sure that we all understand that we are all part of the team. Understanding that each person has a specific role. Each person bring something to the table. And when you celebrate the gifts of individuals and understand the power that we all have, that's what helps us grow. That's what allows me to just sometimes sit back and listen and hear and honor the joy of our team. I'm kind of soaking that in right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Is that connected to your experience with the Ask Racine show, which was on for what's from 2012 to 2021? 10 years of the Ask Racine show, which was a wonderful experience. It was part of the vision. We gave light and voice for community, and we gave a space that allowed everyone, once you entered that space, it was a safe space and everyone was welcome. Because of the Ask Racine show, 
when that chapter closed, we evolved into Team Racing Productions. We evolved into the Team Racing YouTube channel. It ever grew, even though Team Racing Productions was a part of the Ass Racing Show, which helped fuel it, helped made sure it all everything was running smoothly. But when that closed, the YouTube channel, Team Racing, just exploded. It was the next chapter. And as that gets bigger, more doors will open. And I will be standing beside my team players as we all just move and evolve and create. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) We talk about team racing and, and these projects that you worked on, but how did you get into community activism and to being who you are today? I think it's always been in my blood. I think having a mom who was a social worker for over 40 years and watching her dedication to community and watching her be in service and watching her just always giving and working, it just was something that was always there. I always saw the need to help, the need to uplift, the need to motivate was always around. It's just in my blood. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I watch shows like Henry Louis Gates, Finding Your Roots, and they did Oprah. And when they did her background, they found out that she came from a lineage of teachers and educators. I mean, I think about my family. I think about the history, these wonderful activists, my aunts, my uncles, my grandmothers, my great-grandmothers, my great-grandfathers, preachers, pastors, Mm -hmm. just strong individuals. And great storytellers. How about that? You know, (laughs) the history of where I come from has always been passed down from one generation to another generation to another generation. So the ability to hear the stories of where I come from is all a part of who I am. Now, how long has your family been in the D.C. area? Oh, my God, for a couple generations and so many I can't even count anymore. It's a long history. Of course, we are part of the great migration from the south to the north. We've been here a long time for many, many generations. I make that known when I show up at community meetings, how long we've been here and and continue to fight for change and making sure that everyone has a voice at the table. As you know, every city and everything is changing wherever you are. We're all affected by the, the effects of gentrification. So you have to get involved. You have to be voiced. If you're going to be a part of change, you have to make sure you're in it. You just can't stand by and talk about what's going on. You have to give your voice and your input of what that change would look like for all. I um, was able to visit my family last year in Maryland. My brother and sister-in-law took me to D.C. and they showed me different parts of the city that you could tell were changing as far as the demographics. You know, we talk about the money that comes in, but we don't talk about the communities that are taken out or these people that come in and they don't incorporate the community that's there into their projects. They kind of find a way to get rid of them. And it's good to know that individuals like you are saying, you know, we belong here, too. And that's important. I look at with change and especially that particular change. You have to make sure that you are very visible and very vocal and making sure that you just don't give up and allow it to happen. You just have to give voice to what is a part of that change. You know, I see it every day, every day. I make sure that I'm out in the community talking to my new neighbors, greeting them, 
letting them know the history of this community that which they are now part of, this rich history, the culture, the people. You are a part of this new experience. Welcome. I hear you mention you're in London. What part of London are you in? I'm actually not in London. I'm in Brighton, which is a coastal town in southeast England. Okay. I stayed in Lancaster Gates for about 30 years ago for two months. We were there for a symposium. Oh, we had such a ball. Is that near London? Lancaster Gates is in London. It's a beautiful little area in London that's really wonderful. The people were wonderful and they were so kind to us and so accommodating and so welcoming. It was wonderful. You know, it was a part of the beginning of traveling all over the world. Mm. So I remember when we went to London, we took a, the Euro train into Paris. And that began my experience, my European experience throughout the years of just wanting to travel and see the world and just see the richness and meet people from all over and celebrate different cultures and the history. And it's such a joy to travel. I feel like everyone should travel and see the world. You know, it's important. So you're speaking my language. <laughs> there are Black histories in October. I've gotten to experience that a couple of times and to learn more about the history here of Black people in the UK. Isn't it amazing? Our Blackness is so wonderful. It's amazing when you go outside of America and you see how we're celebrated in different spaces. My goodness, the experience and the joy. So it's a wonderful joy to be able to be an ambassador. I look at everything as a teaching experience. Every time you meet someone who does not quite understand you or don't know where you come from, it's a teaching moment. You don't have to like me, but you're going to respect me. You're a very good interviewer yourself. I recently was on the panel for your Facebook Live. Apologies. Everybody something has something to say. To say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, thank you for being a part of that. We oh, thank, thank you. you for having me. Yeah. I kind of felt bad because I didn't see the Grammys, but I loved hearing everyone's experience with the Grammys and also the knowledge of it. With your knowledge of music and entertainment, among other things, when you're interviewing guests like the legendary Martha Wash, how do you strike the balance of being a fan and also being a journalist? Honoring their gift, honoring their, their legacy, honoring them as women or men or individuals who have contributed to the understanding of the gift, whether it's music or poetry. As an artist, I like to celebrate their gift. You know, I've had the wonderful experience to sit under people that I admire, who I'm a fan of, who I now can call a friend. Mm -hmm. You know, that through those experiences, those interviews, we have kept up with each other. That when we see each other, we sit in fellowship, we sit in the union of friendship and fellowship, and it's such a joy. So I'm so honored to sit with people like Martha Wash, Helen Scott of Three Degrees, who I've really formed a wonderful kinship and a sisterhood. We talk a lot. People like Alpha Anderson of Chic, uh, Silver Logan Shop, Deborah Bond, Roz White. Once we put a diva list together and everyone just said yes, and it's ever growing. I can go on and on and on. But I'm really grateful to be able to honor their legacy. And I like that you reach out to individuals who are legendary, but we do have certain people that kind of are 
in the forefront, not because the people that are not as well known or not as talented, but I like that you really give them a spotlight to shine because they are the history and you having those individuals on, it's the history. It lets people know like this started a long time ago. How about that? If you don't know where you're going, you got to know where you've been. We must honor those who come before us. I call everyone a trailblazer who laid some form of a foundation on which we travel and follow Mm -hmm. in many platforms and in many roads. So I think honoring them and honoring their gift is so important. And I feel everyone's talented, whether you're a writer, a singer, a poet, a dancer, a preacher, an interviewer, an activist, you have a gift, you have a light and everybody's tool is a part of the artistry. I said in the beginning, infectious, and now what I feel is nurturing. Oh, thank you. You have a lot of history with working with LGBTQ communities in the D.C. area, Black Gay Pride and different types of events. How have you seen the communities change since you got involved in activism and promoting our communities? It's changed in many ways that we are no longer viewed as those people. Our voices are louder. Our voices are heard. We're more visible. But there's still areas and pockets where folks want to silence us and want to keep us in the background or want to erase our history, not allow us to be at the table. We have lawmakers who are putting laws in place that want to ban and drag us and attack us. So it's important to make sure we're mobilized, that we vote, that we come together, that we understand the power of our vote, understand the power of community. We've come a long way since Stonewall, but we still have a long way to go. And Mm -hmm. it's important that I understand that bridging the different generations is important, that I as an elder has to sit with our younger people and hear them, listen and see them, but I have to let them know Yes, there's some things you need to know, and let's work together. And let's make sure that we are not erased as a people or as a group. We've grown a lot, but we still got a long way to go, baby. The fight is never over. We must never, ever get too comfortable, because when we get comfortable, we begin to get lazy, and we begin to start thinking it's all about self, and we lose the vision of community. Of course, I don't like that things like COVID-19 happen, but it seems like it's shifted in a positive way. The importance of community, importance of everything that you shared is like, you're not doing this alone. You have people around you. You're carrying on the legacy. And that's important, making sure that we continue to understand why community is so important, that every organization is so important in the work that they do and celebrating those unique individuals that are a part of that LGBTQIA, that if you have to celebrate the fullness of who we are, you have to celebrate our Blackness, our queerness, our transness, different ability to say that I am them, I am there, I am all. And we have to celebrate each part of what makes us unique. Visibility is so important. I've had people ask me, or even if I 
promote something like your platform or other ones. And they're like, well, I don't understand why it's specific on, say, Black people or the LGBTQIA community. It's like, well, sit down, let's have a conversation. <laughs> it's not because of we want to exclude, it's because we've been excluded. When I think about our LGBTQIA as a whole, I think about the uniqueness that each person that comes that represents that letter, that has another experience that they bring with them. When I enter a room, I'm just not one thing. I'm all, I'm black, I'm queer, I'm an elder, I'm a mother, I'm a father, I'm a child, I'm a brother, I'm a sister, I'm spirit. I just don't bring just one thing with me, I bring all of it. So I think it's so important that when we talk about celebrating pride as a whole, it's important to celebrate those unique gifts and those unique parts of pride and those unique parts of who those individuals are and you have to represent, which makes us all great. Who wants to be the same? (laughs) How about that? For first-time visitors, LGB or others, LGBTQIA visitors or others to the D.C. area, can you recommend some favorite spots to visit? Follow me, Team Racine, <laughs> Look at, at racine.com, and it keeps you abreast of everything I'm doing. You know, that's why I'm just queen and shameless plug, because I plug everything <laughs> that I'm doing. But besides that, I love the richness in my city. I love the culture in my city. I always tell people, if you come, you must see the African-American Museum. You must see the Martin Luther King Memorial, must go to the Native American Museum. You must go to the Air and Space Museum. You must go to the Jewish Museum. You must see all these wonderful things which make DC so rich. You have to go to places, historic places. I tell people to go to U Street which is part of the Black Broadway experience and those rich little pockets along Hugh Street, Men's Chili Bowl, Lee Flower Shop. I celebrate our Blackness and the importance of knowing the history. And if you take a walk along the Black Broadway U Street corridor, there are posts that tell you where you're standing, places that used to be there and used to exist. It's just wonderful. Oh, I could not be anywhere else but here. I love my city. I love Washington, D.C. And I love the fact that everything's free. Free, the greatest word in the English language. So folks can't say, I don't have any money. I can't get anywhere. I can't go anywhere. Yes, you can. Take advantage of this history and this culture. And when you talk about music, you talk about how the Kennedy Center has the millennial stage every day. And it's free, 6 p.m. And it's wonderful things to see. You can listen to Jazz, pop, opera, soul, funk, rock, all on those stages for free. When I talk about the things that Team Racine does and partnering up with wonderful things, how we partner up with the studio theater, mosaic theater, arena stage, and various theaters, making sure that we promote the wonderful culture, the world of theater. That's so rich to me and so wonderful. And if I miss someone, please forgive me. That's why team racing is so important because we're always partnering up with different organizations, celebrating our elders in our community, 
the Office on Aging and Community Living and partnering up with them and making sure that we celebrate our elders in our community, listening to the experience of hopefully I can live to be a centurion and what is that like? Having the understanding of these folks who laid the foundation on which I stand and then celebrating them. And then also being a person who is a part of the LGBTQIA and open and proud and working together, understanding the full experience of why it is important to partner up, partnering up with the Whitman Walker Foundation and doing all these amazing things that Whitman Walker does. They have been a staple for over 40 years in Washington, D.C., addressing the needs of people living with HIV and AIDS, but expanding their health services and making sure that that is being heard and making sure that it's just not part of come in LGBTQIA, come in everybody and take care of your health, mind, body and spirit. I love the fact that we continue to grow with our partnership with Whitman Walker and so many other wonderful organizations. I am honored that that's part of why Team Racing Productions works, partnering up with the community and growing. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. You're more yeah. than welcome. So as far as your own trajectory as a brand, as a person, as a professional, have you ever thought about extending outside of the D.C. area, either on a national or international level? I'm always open to growing. I love when people say they've never heard of me because it allows me, one, not to be cocky. It allows me never to rest on just what I've done, mm -hmm. that I'm making sure that I'm growing as a person, that I'm reaching out, that I'm making sure that Racine Pendarvis is not just one thing, but I'm global. And I like to do more television and I like to do more radio and I like to do more documentaries. I love being able to grow as an individual, grow as an entity. For many years, I've hosted various events on cruise ship. They used to call me the queen of carnivals because for over 25 years, I was hosting LGBT cruises. So I got to travel and see and meet people from all walks of life. It's so funny when you go places that sometimes do not affirm us. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not always affirmed in every space or every place, but the ability to walk into a place that sometimes may not understand who we are, but come in the fellowship of love, understanding, peace, joy, and spirituality, and bringing barriers down, letting folks know that you may not fully understand who we are, but we're all part of this human experience. And we're all part of this journey, which makes this world so much better. So we sit down and we begin to dialogue and have conversations about why you think the way you think. And then when I share my experiences of what it's like to be a part of a community that is sometimes marginalized, and then you meet people who want to oppress other people, and I always say free people, free people, I'm free. So I'm going to free you in a way that we're going to bond as people of color. So I've been an ambassador of many ways. When I've used my voice and my platform for change. So I'm always wanting to grow and I'm never sitting on just saying, oh, I've done this. I'm continuing to grow. So the brand will grow. 
I love traveling abroad. I love being able to do television and radio. I'm always looking for more. And interviews are so wonderful. I'm honored. And then other folks say, oh, I saw your interview on so-and-so. I never heard of you. But I just want to say thank you for your contribution to making this world a better place. Bam! (laughs) That's a part of growing the brand. One thing for sure, you will never forget Ray C. Pendarvis. (laughs) I like that. And what I heard and what I feel is that you're demystifying who we are is just simply, as you said, humans. We're not Martians. We just may be living a different life experience than you. That's it. So when you talk to people and turn it back on them and give them a mirror, it's a reflection and they have to take note. When you are not spreading your knowledge and your joy, who are you in your times of quiet reflection or relaxing? I celebrate the importance of family. Family is very close to me, very dear to me. My children, my extended children, I celebrate that. That's where I find my strength. That's where I find my joy and my tribe. Friends who I've known over 30, 40 years, and we laugh together, we cry together. We celebrate the fact that we have survived so much. We're still here to tell the stories, to just sometimes breathe and take in just the essence of life. And laughing and learning to laugh is so healing in those moments. And music, music and theater. Music is one of the greatest gifts. I love to dance. I love to listen to music. I love to just sometimes sit back and lay on the floor and listen to some Ella and Sarah and Billy. Now who I'm loving even more, who's keeping that history alive, is people like Samara Joy. You mentioned um, that. I remember that. Oh, my God. Aaron Myers and George V. Johnson. You know, jazz is my thing and gospel. I love gospel. I love country. I love music. I just love it all. I love lyrics. I love songs that tell stories that talk about our struggle, talk about our joy. Now I'm the queen of disco. That's why I love doing Music Mondays once a month. Tune in and have fun. I love trivia. Go to my Facebook page once a month, first Monday of every month we do Music Monday. And it's just fun when people tune in and I'll say, Name a song like Love Will Save the Day, and you have to guess the artist. When we celebrate our disco queens, our soul queens, our disco kings, movies. So those things are my little things that give me joy. And writing gives me joy. Reading gives me joy. Books that change my life. Books like I Don't Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, Five People You Meet in Heaven. Friday Night Knitting Club, Beloved, The Bluest Eye, Giovanni's Room. Those books for me allow me to take a journey and working with organizations like Storytelling and Story District in DC, that's an organization that brings people together because everybody has a story. Everybody has something to tell. Take them on this journey of what they may think wasn't a bad experience and turn it around and share it. Find the joy, the pain, and celebrate the experience of that story. 
turn the worst date into an experience. Those are the things that give me so much life. Sometimes sitting on my porch, talk to my neighbors. Being able to sit on my porch is sometimes my power down. Or someone say, Racine, you don't know you how you changed my life by the little things we do. I got a call today that someone was experiencing something from a young LGBT person in trouble. Mm-hmm. She called me from another city and I was able to connect her to her agency in her city. You know, awards are wonderful and I'm honored that every time I receive an award, I never take it lightly. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the awards I hold very dear to my heart is receiving the Avis Pendarvis Award at the Latex Ball, named after my mother, Avis Pendarvis. So that was one of those awards that means so much. All of them do. But that, to me, is one of those ones that I will never forget. When I close my eyes and leave this world, the dash in between the time I was born and the time I died meant for something. Mm. It took up something. Wow, that's deep. Thank you so much. I hear a participant in life. Thank you for coming on to this platform. Oh, thank you. I'm honored. I never take this journey ever for granted. Thank you for doing what you do. Oh, you're welcome. I know your handles, but if you want to share them where we can find you online. Go to Racine.com, R-A-Y-C-E-E-N.com. It keeps you abreast of everything. Follow me at Team Racine on YouTube, or you can follow me at Racine on all platforms, Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, the queen of the shameless plugs. Follow me on all of those platforms. Once you put in my name, everything comes up. (laughs) R-A-Y-C-E-E-N. It's all this. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to start calling myself the little prince of the shameless plug. I'm knighting you. You are now the prince. (laughs) Thank you. You know, I always call every time I interview or sit with someone, I always say it is fellowship. Yeah, very much so. And thank you for taking the time to learn all about me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And make sure I hear from you. Reach out to me on all forms of social media. I follow back. Do you think you'll ever come back to the States? Yeah, when I went back to the States last year, I realized that I don't think U.S. is home anymore. And I'm still kind of processing that now. So, <laughs> all right, Josephine Baker, I'm that man at you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that man at you. Thank you for spending time with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, comment, and subscribe. Share with your friends too. You can also follow us on Instagram at Our Black Gay Diaspora and on Twitter at BLK Gay Diaspora. Until next time. <laughs>